There comes a point in our lives when we strive to define our true meaning and purpose. Many of us move through our existence day after day, living through the same cycles and patterns that leave us feeling unfulfilled and searching for more. For those of us seeking a way to transform life, to capture fulfillment in every moment, to redefine how we perceive the truths of our reality so we can live this life to its fullest. This is the Live This Life Podcast. And I'm your host, Heath Cummings. I'm here to inspire you to ask yourself the question every day. Are you living? Are you killing time? What's going on, everybody? In today's episode, I am welcoming back for the third time my good friend, guitar god, sound healer extraordinaire, Ben Carroll. Ben, welcome back for the third time, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. It's it's awesome to be back again. Yeah, we just uh, we just got off a weekend uh, up in your neck of the woods, up in Maine, a week ago today. We're doing this in early June, and. Uh, what a, what an awesome weekend, but it started off kind of definitely kind of interesting for me, stepping in a little <laughs> unknown territory that I've never been in before. Um, but yeah, I, I went up, met with Ben up in Maine and uh, we did a, a breathwork session. Which I didn't actually know that you were going to be doing the the sound bowls at that breathwork until I walked yeah, in and yeah, saw the setup, you know? Yeah, that was that was the... Uh... That was why I invited you. I guess I, I I failed to mention that part, but yeah, it was it was a big special event where there was the whole breathwork session, and then I did um, forty five minutes or so of sound afterwards. Yeah, it was all all in the zone. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, it was awesome. It was it was an experience that like I'm still a week later trying to to like unpack it. You know, it was it was something else. Like, <laughs> how many of these have you done? How many of those breathwork sessions have you done? Um. Over the years, I've probably done eight, so not a ton. Okay. I, well, yeah, because I probably I've probably done six with that group that you were with. Okay. About, and I've I'd only done a couple before that. I go whenever I can make it because it's so potent for me. Like it just it just really helps keep me in alignment. It's such 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 a powerful thing for me. Yeah. And for anybody who's never done one before, this is the first time I've ever done one and never really learned much about them. And, you know, Ben invited us up to go check it out. So I'm like, yeah, you know, sure. We'll, we'll check it out. I'm into meditation and I've done, you know, I've looked into some of the stuff with like Wim Hof and everything. So I'm like, yeah, I've been wanting to do something like that for a while, but had no idea what was actually <laughs> going to be in store for me. So we go and, you know, we're in this, uh, we're in the sort of the large back room of this, this cool place called Flourish, you know, it's just kind of like a, a spiritualist kind of shop with, with, you know, crystals and meditation books and yoga and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, everybody's laying down on their mats and we start this breathing exercise and it's it pretty simple, really. Like it's, it's no like rhythmic type stuff. Like, I mean, it, it's pretty much just a rhythm, but there's no like weird breathing. And you breathe yeah. in deep, deep into your stomach and then up into your chest and out and then just not pausing in between. It's not really like a hyperventilating or anything and laying there. And I don't even, I lost complete track of time. I don't even know when some of the, the stuff that started to happen to me actually kicked in, but <laughs> the way I just can describe it, like I've told people since then was that 
like you sit on a, like a chair massager, not like one that's massaging, but one that's like vibrating. And that's what I was feeling in like a whole bunch of different portions of my body and like sort of not quite a muscle seizure, but like muscle sort of tension, like my fingers kind of clasped up, like my, my index finger, middle finger and thumb all kind of like stuck together. Mm -hmm. And then that vibration was like in my arms and my legs, but like the mental clarity was something I never experienced before. And that was, I think, like the most profound part. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I've always had really potent experiences with it as long as uh, I think there was like the second time I did it. My first time was so potent that the second time I kind of ruined it. (laughs) 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 Uh, But I always have had super potent experiences with breath work. I just go super deep and then towards the end, just go someplace else completely and just experience amazing euphoria. Yeah. And like the, the mental clarity was just amazing. And it's, you know, like with meditation, they tell you to focus on your breathing and, you know, I try, but my mind still sometimes wanders mm-hmm. with this whole thing. Your, your focus, you're focusing so much on like expanding your diaphragm and then getting it up into your chest that you really, it's, it's kind of almost like a workout in and of itself. Like you're trying to actually focus on that breathing and keeping it going and keeping it rhythmic. So you really can't focus on anything else. And then yeah. some of the sensations kick in and you're, you're there. Like you're, you're in that body. You are so fully in touch with everything that's going on in your body right now. Cause there's, there is no substance. There is no drugs. There's nothing that's doing that to you. I mean, I've, I've experimented with things over the years. I've had alcohol, plenty of stuff, but like nothing would compare to this and being <laughs> stone sober and having your body go into sort of just such a different state. I've been in places with meditation, but never anything like that. And for yeah. anybody who's hearing this, like you definitely isn't anything you should try out on your own. Like uh, reading about it, it says you really should be there with somebody who knows what they're doing and licensed in it and stuff. So don't, don't try this based on my, my description of it, but yeah, man, <laughs> crazy stuff. Yeah. It's really potent and it can be, like you were saying, it can be a little bit uncomfortable at first, you know, maintaining that breath and it's almost like a workout. But then as you get into it, you almost like forget your breathing like that. And for me, you know, that's, you know, that's when stuff, the the euphoria and stuff start to happen, but it was really at the end when it kind of slows down, I've found that um, I've developed a little technique that I do where I, I discovered it by accident, where I just completely exhale and the body is so oxygenated that I didn't, I didn't have to take a breath for quite a while. It felt like, it felt like a couple of minutes. Who knows? Because time is definitely distorted. But when I took in, took in oxygen after that, I just went someplace else, completely different. And I've, I've, I've uh, done this more than once. Go someplace else, completely different. What I, you know, what I imagine DMT would be like. I've never done it, but it's that powerful and potent and going into like an alternate dimension, just of just geometric patterns and, and all, all different, all different experiences, but it's, it's extremely potent. And, and, you know, it's just oxygen. Oxygen is breathing. (laughs) I always say it in the beginning of my events that breath is so important and it's directly connected to our state of consciousness. And that's kind of where that statement came from doing breath work. And it's funny you mentioned the DMT thing is I've never experienced DMT, but I've heard a lot of people like Joe Rogan definitely talks about it a lot. And I've heard mm-hmm. of what it, the experience of it is. And it's a chemical that's naturally occurring in our body. You know, it's something that yeah. our, our pineal gland, everything else, that you know, pituitary, it, it gets processed in our body. But this process, when I tried to like research all this since it's happened and try to like fully understand physiologically and consciousness, what, what happened to me that night, um, I'm, I'm 
looking into it and it's like, yeah, it actually can spark that DMT production in your body. So like mm. fully full on you saying like it, it felt like what people describe as a DMT thing, it, it might be likely was, you know, I didn't have something yeah. that profound as far as like traveling elsewhere. It's like during the breath work, I had that, that vibrating, it, it wasn't even, it was a tingle, but it was more of a vibration. I would literally describe as my whole body was like vibrating. And then I don't even know how long we did that for. Was it 45 minutes? You said that we did the breath work session for, I, I don't know. I did the sound for 45 minutes. I, okay. I, I don't know what time we actually ended up starting because we did the big intro, um, yeah. with, with all the teaching, um, because there were new people there. It, you know, it's the, that group is kind of like a tight knit group. Um, there were some extra people there that night, but we normally get right into it. I feel like the breath work normally goes longer, but at the same time, who knows? Cause yeah. it's so hard to keep yeah. track. You can't tell how much time goes by, but yeah, it, it could have, you know, I'm not sure what time we started, but I'm sure it was a, a, at least 45 minutes. Cause the breath was slated an hour and a half time frame, kind of in our rough estimate es, estimate of, of how the event would run. And then the sound went for 45 minutes afterwards. And we, I started the sound exactly when, that hour and a half was up. So I don't know how much time we actually spent talking before we got into it. Yeah. And then, so the breath work gets done and like my mind's blown. Like I'm still laying on my back. I'm trying to get, <laughs> I'm trying to get my fingers apart. My wife, Sylvia is sitting next to me and she had a major experience. Like she went through some processes of stuff. Like she's still been mm -hmm. unpacking that for days and it's been massively beneficial. And a lot of her after effects are all the things they describe that you maybe go through afterwards, like your body can go through this really significant detoxification, almost yeah. more detoxification than your body typically is used to that it can handle on its own. So it can cause some of the like detoxifying symptoms that she's kind of had like a little bit of lethargic, but kind of like feeling great, but just kind of like tired, like run down, kind of been through a lot, but like she, she even looks different. She like has this like glowing energy about her since the days after it happened. So amazing. Yeah. But then, so then the breath work gets over and then Ben jumps into his sound healing stuff, which if you've ever experienced that his Ben sound healing stuff is like next level. And usually when I do it, I have the same headphones on that I have now, like super high dynamic headphones and being in person though, you were hitting different tones and I'm literally, I'm still laying in the same spot after the breath work. I'm a little more chilled out. My, my, you know, feelings coming back, but I still kept my eyes closed the whole time. And then as you're hitting different tones and going through the stuff, I'm literally feeling certain frequencies through like a whole portion of my body. You'd hit a certain tone. I'd feel it from like my chest down my arm. Like you mm. just like the room vibrates with those things as you're doing it, if you're in the right space. And like this time I was literally like feeling some of the notes in my body. And then some of the visuals I got, it was just basically just almost like a, like geometric pattern. I would just kind of see it as my eyes were closed and it would kind of change shape as you would change frequencies too. I'm like, what is, I'm like keeping a level head, but I'm like, what is going on with me right now? This is, is cool, <laughs> but it's just, it's a, it, I don't know. I just can't explain it. And yeah. I got that. I got the analytical mind. I need to know what's going on, you know? So I've been, I've been trying <laughs> to familiar with all these. those experiences. Well, welcome to my world. Right. And, you know, <laughs> and I, I feel like doing, doing that stuff, the reason why I go whenever I can to breath work or, you know, try to experience um, sound healing from other people, other practitioners, so I can experience it myself as much as I can because I feel like it's it's so potent. Spe sound and breath to me are the two most potent things for for really just cleaning myself out and, and keeping my vibration high as far as as far as energy work goes. And you know, I'm trying to stay on top of that because I feel like keeping 
keeping a high vibration is so, so important always, but especially these days with, with everything that's going on, you know, maintaining that high vibration and, and that deeper sense of connection really helps with all the, all the craziness. In the world. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And it was, it was awesome. You know, then we had, you know, amazing time along the coast in Maine. It was great hanging out with you guys and everything. And then heading back to the real world, this whole week's been a challenge. I mean, you even had a bit of a challenge with your, your you know, free, free event that you had this week and technical difficulties, you know, like you had that and managed to persevere, but like the whole week was just one of those challenges, but it was almost like after that experience, I don't know if it was just the unwinding of being in a different location with nice people and stuff, but just coming back to regular life, the, the challenges that may be have would have been a little bit more seemed like they were so much different in my approach toward them. And therefore the outcomes were totally different. And it was almost like I was able to move through them and take on even yeah. more than I might've been able to. So I know exactly what you mean. It's almost like you, you get you someplace, sometimes when you go someplace else and you have a, a massive experience when, and you're like opened up and then you go back home and you kind of step into the same environment and start doing the same things, you know, you're kind of doing it from a headspace, but then it starts like enveloping you and pulling you back in, but things, things start to function in different ways. And that's when things can technically go wrong sometimes because you're, you're literally functioning, functioning from a different state of resonance and the things around you don't interact the same way that you are used to accustomed to them interacting with you and, and funny things can happen. Yeah. And then on top of that, it's, it's, I don't even know how, what this even technically means. And I don't know if you do either, but um, Mercury retrograde, I'm not huge into astrology, but like, I guess apparently that's going on this week and that technically wreaks havoc for people's lives or whatever. So yeah, especially whatever that's astrology. So they say, yeah. But I mean, I guess energetically gravitational wise, like there's all sort of even scientific explanations behind mm -hmm. a lot of astrology too. And it's crazy because like what I just described to you, like I get back to regular life and I go through certain things and the retrograde from what I kind of like, I, someone said that I'm like, okay, well with me trying to unpack everything, let me unpack the rest of this week and figure out what mercury retrograde means. I hear people say that all the time, you know, but apparently like that gravitational effect of mercury moving in a certain direction, you know, in relation to our perspective here on earth, I guess that does something energetically to wreak havoc on you so that you can react in a better way mm. and sort of evolve yourself by being thrown those challenges and evolving through it. Like the stuff we've talked about before, but it's almost like a purposeful, like, okay, well, this is going to happen on regular intervals. So here's that time and boom. Yeah. Hey Ben, we're going to, we're going to crash your equipment, like <laughs> right as a ton of people are signing up for one of your events and make you completely pivot yet again. <laughs> yeah. And I've, you know, being in a, in a band traveling all over playing shows every night, I've had, you know, I've literally had amplifiers completely die standing on stage in front of thousands of people. And you're like, what do you do? And I've, I've had so many things go wrong that I, I, I don't get flustered with stuff going wrong anymore, but it's, it's still never fun. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody it's wants that. Stressful. But yeah, these, the breath work thing, like looking into it, the, the holotropic breath work is what I looked into. And I believe that's mm -hmm. what she said we were doing right that night. Is that what she just described? Um, it's, 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 it's not that, but it's, it's essentially extremely similar. Right. And it, it, you know, in a way it does not only CO2, carbon dioxide deprivation, but it's also a form of sort of over oxygenation and oxygen deprivation. Like it has all these levels of where you're, you're 
carbon dioxide levels will go down and then up and your your O2 level, your oxygen levels will go down and up. And like that up and down of those chemicals or the, the elements that are in your body that you use and process anyways, tend to start to do that purging and it causes all these different reactions within your body. So I found that super interesting. And then um, I guess shamans, this is similar to like what shamans would use to sort of get their otherworldly sort of communication, whether it was with ancestral stuff or trying to understand different levels of consciousness or what might be wrong with people and in their lives. Like this has been in practice for, you know, longer than I think anybody even realizes, but Mm. super cool stuff. Yep. I, I agree. It definitely is. So what's been bubbling up in Ben's world other than, you know, I've just been, you know, living life, <laughs> keeping, keeping up with the uh, sound events. And, you know, I, I work from home and I, I barely ever get out these days, which is I need to start getting out more often. I need to get out and connect with people because that to me is like another important part. You know, you need to connect with people to, to especially like minded people that you can just boost your vibration with. Yeah. Which was so awesome that you came up over the weekend because that was a, uh, that was needed as well. Yeah. Someone to actually hang out with <laughs> besides just Janine. <laughs> I know. And have those conversations, you know, like I told you when we were up there meeting people through the podcast over the last year and just connecting with a lot more like-minded people. It's all been like this, like what we're doing right now, it's been like video and just instant messenger and stuff. So mm-hmm. actually seeing someone in person, especially you, like, you know, I've known you for so long and actually being able to, to see you in person and, and actually get to chat and, and do the fun stuff we did. It's like, you realize how much you actually need that after you've kind of had that after such a long period of quarantine, you know, chrysalis that we've all kind of been yeah. in. But yeah, it's time to it's time to get back out and spread yeah, our wings in this world. Everybody's everybody's a little bit isolated. Yeah. <laughs> Some more than others. Yeah, it's true. But I mean, Sometimes, I mean, I feel like also on top of that, the the world, the way that some of the things are going with, you know, not to get any sort of politics, I just don't, it just divides even more because you never get an audience that's completely on one side or the other, but the, yeah, which is a good thing. <laughs> it is, it is. And it, but it, it's tough because it's like, you just, from perspectives that you and I are in, like we chatted about, you just can step back and look at the division and it's just, mm. it, it's a little saddening and disheartening, but then it's, it also makes it, it makes it hard to connect because so many people are so polarized. And if you're, if you're at a perspective where you're sort of higher and you're looking at the division, if you're not on one side or the other, and you have that other, that enlightened perspective, I've kind of felt like the people who are in that division still see you as an adversary or divided from you because you don't have their perspective, you know? Yeah, it can definitely, it can definitely be like that for sure. And it's crazy. The amount of division in the, in the amount of the amount of anger and, and fear that's being poured into that. I, you know, it, 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 it's like the perfect storm for something, something's got to give. And, and it, it definitely feels contrived and manipulated the way, the way the whole thing has been set up with, you know, not to make it political, because I don't want to get too far into it, but the way that the whole perfect storm of the past four, four or so years, even just the past couple of years, moving into 2020, it was like the way all that worked out and came together, like the division that was already there got polarized, amplified, and 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 <laughs> massively um, blown up way out of proportion and people just have become so attached to specific ideals that there's no, 
debating it. There's no talking about it unless you're like promoting it, like and and dragging down the other side. It's it's on the one hand horrifying, on the other hand, it, you know, it's interest. It can't go on forever, so it's interesting to see what's going to happen. How that is a, how eventually that bubble might burst and see if anything positive ends up coming out of it. Because you know when when you go through a dark night of the soul and you have all these horrible things that happen to you and you get so caught up in it and you're in that bubble. And then ultimately when you move through that and that bubble bursts, that's on a, on an individual level, that seems like when the most forward progress happens in life yeah. and like we're doing it on a collective level right now. So I'm, I'm hoping that we all kind of move into a space where we are going, going to actually be able to do some, some major forward progress with our, uh, our, our consciousness, really, our state of consciousness collectively on this planet, because that is absolutely mandatory and needed if we are going to survive on this planet more than the next 50 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I try to think of like where this could possibly go. And I actually just had um, Brandon Beecham on the show, whose episode is probably going to air after this one. Um, but I had that question for him, like, where do you think humanity's going to go? And he's very much um, prescribed to, you know, we create every single instance of our reality, you know, and I completely believe that too. And hearing mm -hmm. him speak really affirms that sometimes for me, how, you know, the, the possibilities are infinite and whatever timeline you're really resonating with, if you're resonating with the one of all this division and all of the things that are negative, like that is likely that's what you're going to observe. Like that's the timeline you're moving into. And it's, it's hard for the human mind to boggle some of those concepts. Like, so by me focusing on the division, I see I'm creating more of it in this reality. So your mindset's like, well, then do I just completely turn a blind eye to it? But then a part of you is like, well, that seems like I'm being blind to the yeah. obvious things in the world that need to be fixed. You know, I understand that conundrum completely because, you know, as, I, I, I up for my whole life, I've felt more of being like a witness than than being part of all the stuff that goes on in society. And, you know, what do you do? Do you jump in and pick a side? I, I, I have never done that because I, I feel like that's not why I'm here. I know that on a deep level. That's not why I'm here. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm, I'm here to kind of witness it and, well, personally facilitate um, facilitate shifts in people so that those who are seeking can actually help to break out some of that denser energy and, and move up in consciousness, which is what I'm doing with sound work. But yeah, it, it's hard not to at times feel like almost guilted about not picking a side and picking up the pitchfork and storming the castle <laughs> yeah it's like people people don't get it you know you're uh, you're kind of ostracized for 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 being complacent but it's not complacency at all it's it's the knowledge that that's not my place in this world that's not my karmic entanglement it's not part of who i am and i'm here to help whoever needs help whether whether you uh whether you voted for trump or biden <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a shame because I just see so many really good, very intelligent people get easily roped in. And I'm one of them too. I mean, like uh, through a lot of stuff, I mean, uh, it, when it comes to, to anything, like I said, I hate 
diving into any singular topic, but I'll be as vague as I can, but just like any, anything where, um, certain things might've happened. Like I I've seen some of the arguments for election fraud and I've seen some of the things with, um, with stuff that's happened, even from like me and being in politics and, and Hmm. being a, a politician, seeing the things that are out there as far as evidence goes of how misreportings have happened on the virus and how inconsistencies have happened with how our supposed leaders have done certain things. And so you, you look at it and you're like, you, you try to present some people with the stuff that it is solid fact. It's not just propaganda. Cause I just, I stay out of both sides propaganda. And like you said, people are so just dug in, in their perspective that they just don't, they don't almost want to hear it. And it, it sucks from, our perspective, because I just want to be like, Hey, if you just look at this a little bit, you might have a chance to step out of that division to take this higher perspective. Like just, just try and see it for a sec. And like nine times out of 10, it doesn't work. And that's that whole red pill, blue pill thing where you're like, yeah, some people just (laughs) won't take the blue. They want the blue pill. They don't want the, they don't want that red pill experience and you can't do it to them. Yeah. You know, from a sociological level, it's stuff that we have been completely inundated with our whole life. We're we're programmed, you know, literally programmed through TV programming, programming by programmed by going to school to be to to be receptive to information in very specific um, kind of very specific ways where we where we don't actually process the information. We just regurgitate it. And, you know, and we're trained to judge others that uh, aren't holding the same belief systems that we are. And, you know, all of this builds up with, with us and it as anxiety and fear. And it's all it all seems contrived and manipulated to me. It seems it seems completely intentional. You know, so many so many like TV shows just you watching it. There's there's all this uh, propaganda <laughs> in it, but also a lot of TV shows just make you feel so awful. Like you finish watching a show and you just feel like it's just like brings you down so much. I've, I've, I really make a very, very significant attempt to not get dragged into those TV shows because I feel like that's, that's intentional. The way we entertain ourselves. So we're bringing that stuff in it. It's just bringing down our, um, bringing down our vibration, bringing, bringing down that sense of connection just by being completely slapped in the face with how horrible the world is and everything is is this specific way and it's it's uh it's a hard situation because it's it's in all aspects of our life like how how do you how do you get out of that you know it's it's and not only that but just the systems of um the systems of of lack in this world the systems of of control over resources and and all that stuff, you know, it's it's a scarcity model. It's a scarcity and fear model, and it's also, um, without going, how can I put it? It's not taking it down rabbit holes. That, that it doesn't need to go down, but it's it's a model of of control with with division implemented into it to keep people divided, afraid, and low vibration, so they can't connect to those higher parts of themselves that that open things up and allow those shifts to happen. It's like people are just being stuck in these low waves of, of deep, traumatic resonance. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what I was talking about with seeing the bubble burst. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that that is the opening that, that, that I've been waiting for, for people to start to like, come alive and wake up and connect to the higher parts of themselves. And it's, it's interesting you say that because I feel like most of the people who are so divided, 
they still do when when I talk to some of the people, when you look at what their activities are and what sort of shows they watch, and I hate really hate being judgmental, but like when you when you hear about the types of things that they watch, the the murder mystery, you know, the the, the crime shows and stuff like that, it's like those are all such low vibe type things. And like, I can't even, I used to love playing like call of duty and all that kind of stuff. And I can't even watch those kinds of movies. I can't play those kinds of games anymore. Like I can't even just be a part of them. I've thrown them in recently, like tried to play a game, probably play with my kid a little bit and stuff like that. And I'm just kind of like a do it for a little bit. And I'm like, I can't, I can't even do that. Cause I feel like it's, it's, it's almost like causing mm-hmm. me an anxiety. And so many people have, those those vices in their life and i don't know i just i feel like those sort of lower people and so many people when when i find out what perspectives they have on sort of how things are in the world most of their information comes from just hitting the power button on their tv and really not not considering what their sources are and then also the same thing happens with food and nutrition and say you know it's like it's whatever's at their fingertips but like you said we're conditioned for that like that's yeah, it's, the it's all of it together if you look at uh, yeah the, the the nutrition and it's not just the tv shows for entertainment it's the news as well it's, it's that's what i'm talking about yeah yeah that's what i thought but yeah the food is um it's if you're not eating the right stuff there's some pretty nasty stuff out there that, that everybody eats regularly that i don't even know how that you can even function eating that stuff because it has such a uh a horrible effect on just your state of consciousness, just mm-hmm. your cognitive experience of the world. When you eat that and you're just like, Bleh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I told you when, when we went up there, you know, we go, we go out to eat and I'm like, you know, we, we, we're all kind of, you know, Janine's has, has her things and she's very similar to me. I'm, I'm not picky. I love it. I love so much stuff. I mean, there's hardly any foods in this world. I don't like to eat certain things. I just can't eat them anymore. And I've had someone tell me, a holistic doctor tell me before I had a gluten issue that started like four or five years ago out of the blue, you know, 37, whatever years old, whenever it started. And a guy that was you know, Italian, I grew up drinking, you know, eating pasta. And when I was old enough, I started drinking beer. And then all of a sudden, boom, can't, can't have it anymore. And they say like, well, once you start to eat cleaner, once I, I went completely organic right after my second cancer and eventually just started upping more fresh stuff and very rarely eating anything that was that required multiple ingredients. Like I ate the single things that were ingredients, you know, I'd maybe mm. throw kale together with wheatgrass and make a shake out of it. Like those were the ingredients, not something like I couldn't pronounce. And yeah. they said, when you start to do that though, you're probably going to start to notice the other things that are going to end up disappearing for you because you're going to be all on that nice, healthy stuff. And then when your body gets something introduced to it, that it doesn't like anymore, it's going to be like, no, I don't want that. But when you yeah. have that homeostasis going before you make that switch, all that stuff coming in just doesn't phase you because it's just used to it. But then when you, you get that whole different vibe about you with the very, very fresh and pure type stuff, and then you get a little bit of garbage into you, even alcohol, you know, like we had a couple margaritas and it was like, man, three days later, still, still sort of feeling the effects. Like I'm just not used to having a margarita. And it was just, it was, uh, it, just how it goes. And you have, so you have to consider everything from what mm-hmm. you see to what you eat, to what you listen to. And it, it's the opposite direction of that low vibe that you're talking about of. The yeah. And that bombards when us. you're in that place where, where, where the um, weird body's functioning at a lower vibrational level for the food you ate, you, you eat and your mind's running at a lower vibrational level because of the stuff you're putting into it. And, you know, you get to a point where 
you get so much anxiety. It, it almost feels like it creates anxiety in the body, at least in my experience, like like that sense of something not being quite right. It, I, I feel like that's because anxiety is so prevalent in our society today. I feel like that's just the body saying, hey, something's not right here. It's, you know, it's, it's basically telling you the food, the food that you're eating isn't right. The stuff you're absorbing and your consciousness isn't right. And it just that anxiety, I feel like that's a big part of where that comes from that. And yeah. also the fact that we're, we're so isolated, um, especially the past a year and a half but even before that we don't live in tribes anymore we don't even live in neighborhoods anymore we live in a house that's completely cut off from everybody else we for the most part most people don't have a sense of community community at all and i feel like that is really such an important aspect to our humanity to our human experience and to our energetic life is that the way we can open up and connect to each other on on a um energetic level i feel like that opens up things within us and keeps us flowing um keeps us flowing and connected to an even greater degree which is why you know the the work that I do working with groups is is specifically because of that, because people are missing that and they need to come together in a group. You know, I have, you know, however many people the, the, all come together and, you know, I, I make the in-person events, I make everybody share their voice a little bit. So everybody kind of gets comfortable being in the vibrations of everybody else and then go through the work together. And it's not just the sound stuff. It's, it's the, uh, the act of coming together and integrating that connection that we're so short on these days in, a, in the, the way our society is structured. That's, that's something that I would, uh, you know, I, I long for myself, you know, I've, I've had little blips of community here and there, but it never seems to take root and flourish. Mm. And that's something that uh, I'm missing in my life. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, that's why I'm going through what I'm going to be going through in the next, you know, maybe year to, to make some of the things that uh, I informed you on about my, my plans for the future. I want to make a spot mm. here that will attract more of the tribe that, that I want to see. And I know there's a lot of people out there. It's just, I feel like the, the, the people who are sort of deprived of exactly what you're talking about and are longing for the connection of people who have similar mindsets they're they're sparse you know they're they're sort of spread out because so many people are in that alternate sort of place so uh, my goal is to kind of create a little something that i'm going to be able to kind of attract the different people to in small pockets and stuff and you know now that the world's opened back up we'll be able to kind of make some of those things come about but it like i said living in that i honestly though <laughs> it's going to sound kind of crappy but like throughout this whole past year, I haven't minded it that much. Cause I mean, I live a mile <laughs> out on a dirt road and I see so many people all the time between my two, my two jobs oh, that aren't part of live this life, but like the two jobs that I have, I'm like, talk, talk, talk all day around people all day. Mm. Like I'm just the one that people come to for problems. So, you know, the isolation was just kind of like, you know, like sometimes <laughs> yeah, I when, joke about like, man, maybe I'm just going to go break some laws so I can go get a vacation behind bars for a couple months, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was certainly uh, in need of a break as well. Cause before all this went down, I wasn't doing anything online. I was doing it all in person yeah. and I was traveling like crazy all over the, all over New England and beyond. And I was just exhausted. So there was definitely some major upsides to, uh, to being able to step back for a year. 
as well. How amazing is it though? Like the, what the last year gave you though, as a gift, as far as now you have the ability to do your traveling now that things are opening back up and you have the ability to supplement that with doing other things online, which is, you know, something you said you wanted to do for a long time and COVID forced you into doing it. And like yeah. now, now you have both of those opportunities, which who knows how busy you would have stayed throughout all of that time that you developed your online stuff. And like mm-hmm. now, now I'm able to attend, you know, I used to just watch you post your events on, on Facebook. And I'd be like, well, that one's three hours away. That one's, oh, he's getting closer. He's getting closer. And then I was able to actually go. But like now, whenever you have them, if I'm not busy doing something, I'm there or at least Mm -hmm. sign up for it. And I catch it later on, which is, you know, we'll share those links about everything towards the end of the show. Um, But usually when Ben does a sound healing event, it's available for like a week afterwards. So usually Mm -hmm. pretty much all my meditations for that whole week are just replaying um, all those events. So like, yeah. look at what you've been able to give yourself in the world by that opportunity that you had to sort of, you know, retract for a while. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm so grateful because it really has blown up and I, I have people from literally all over the world that sign up for the events and they're, they've been doing quite well. So it's, it's amazing. And it's also amazing to not have to get in my car and, and drive like four to six to sometimes eight hours round trip or more <laughs> to do an event. Yeah. You know, it it's it's literally right here. Yeah. It's true. And then not only are you busy with that, but now raw is not just getting back into gear, like they're getting into high gear. You know, you guys album debuted on, you know, the in the, within the top 100 on Billboard. Like that's that's amazing for you guys to be 20 years in to what you're doing and be what seven years out from your last album, which mm. your last album was a Kickstarter. I remember talking to Sahaj about that. Like critical mass was a Kickstarter funded fan funded album. And then that ended up beating out um, pink and imagine dragons on a single day on the, for number one on the billboards hot 100 for super mega dubstep, that single. And it yeah. had beaten out like two heavy hitters, you know, and now here you guys are, back at it and you know you're busy with that too i mean you got the you got sort of like a mini tour coming up this summer but man yeah got a lot going on (laughs) yeah can't escape it no life (laughs) i'm glad you guys are at it though i mean i i it's funny because when we hung out this weekend it's like i got you know one side of you is just my friend Ben, spiritual guy, he taught me so much over the years. And then like the thought sort of kicks in later on. I'm like, this dude is like the lead guitarist of my favorite band, you know, like it's kind of crazy, <laughs> but it's, it's, it is awesome because I hear you talk about how you're swinging into the things with raw. You're going to go be going back into a little bit of just doing the tour and the rock world. And I make similar comparisons of, I I have friends who are still in like the law enforcement world and I still really love to do boxing. It's a great outlet for me, but I could never immerse myself into the mindset that I had when I was really doing it in heavy competition, because I mean, it involves Mm. human brutality. Like you really have to be willing to, to stand toe to toe with somebody and potentially kill them. Like that was kind of the way that at least I was trained when I was at a younger age, which was kind of messed up if you think about it. But, um, it's a brutal mindset. Like I don't mind kind of doing the craft, going through the motions, but I could never immerse myself back into that mindset again and probably really ever compete against another human being again. 
And mm. so I can kind of sympathize like how you said, you know, your lifestyle is just completely different from those rock days. And it's, it's it takes a huge shift to go back into that for you. Yeah, it absolutely does. It's, it's, uh, it's actually more difficult. It's, it's easy to go back to it and coming back out is, mm. is actually, uh, my, I've done it a couple of times now. It, it's, it's really interesting. It takes me like a couple days or, or longer to, to get like back to be back fully myself here. It's, it's like, I, I'm just exhausted. It's, it's, it's like, it's hard work. <laughs> Even though when I'm with those guys, it's really easy. Cause I've, I've known them all for, for 20 years. And, you know, we've had so much time together, lived on tour buses together for months at a time. Um, but yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't do that for a long period of time. I, yeah. I just couldn't do it, but you know, for, for a short run, I will uh, definitely do it. Cause it, it'll be, it'll, it will certainly be, hopefully be fun. <laughs> yeah. You guys, are I wish uh, yeah, the, uh, the full band can't make it to that run, which is unfortunate, but that's a side note. Bass player can't be there. Cause he's, he's in like 17 other projects. Yeah. Yeah. PJ's a busy guy, but yeah, like when, when you compare it, you know, climbing, climbing, a, a the side of a rock cliff, you know, a lot of effort to climb up that ledge and get to that elevated perspective. And, you know, all you gotta do is take one step off that edge. Once you get to the top and gravity's going to take you right back down. It's easy to get down. It's just not as hard. It's not as hard to get back up. And I mean, I'm not like putting down the, the rock world or anything like that, but still it's like, it does have its sort of place in sort of like a low vibe mindset is sometimes a lot of alcohol involved. The, the mm -hmm. I mean, just the types of music compared to what you play now is just completely different. It's completely different tones harmonically. It's, it's, you know, lower sounding versus some of the pure tones that you use with everything else. So it's like, it's no wonder. I mean, I feel like you're at such a, a sort of an elevated perspective. I really hold the perspective that you have of the world on a really much higher pedestal than a lot of people have ever met. So like when you think about how much work it takes to get there, breath work, meditation, all the studies you've done, like you consider how much work you've put in to get to what your everyday life is and then you sort of take that step back in time to go back I, I can imagine it would be the same thing for me if i got back in the ring and started smacking someone around all the time yeah <laughs> and had that whole like yeah you know like i knocked this guy out like i can't imagine the compassion of for people that i have now and the patience that i have for them would would still be there i think the when somebody makes you angry, you want to kind of smack them around a little bit <laughs> instead of being patient with somebody, you know, it's, it's totally different, but I still, I see the parallels. So I can, yeah, I can just imagine different, different scenario, but uh similar, similar setup for yeah. sure. Yeah. But, you know, um, I try, I try not to let myself get stuck too much so that I can't allow myself for that because I, I can't let what I have go because I feel like that's not healthy either. So being able to change perspectives and switch into that for a little while. I mean, if it's, if it's coming up, it's probably coming up for a reason. Yeah. And I think I talked about this last time or the time before about, you know, all the synchronicities that kept coming up when, when Rao was talking about getting back together because my initial reaction was, Oh, hell no. <laughs> but <laughs> to, to put it simply, yeah. but then all these synchronicities started happening, very specific things. And it was just, and they still do, you know, and it, they're as synchronicities are, they're always timely. And it's, you know, there's, there's some unfinished work there that's still set up for me to go in and do. So I will go and do it with an open mind and keep my, uh, not, you know, not let myself get, 
too down about it or not that it's a depressing thing to have to go out and play with a rock band but yeah but like you were saying you know it's it's completely different and it's not exactly what i want to be doing now yep tell that to my 14 year old self i I don't know what i would have said but i know right (laughs) do you have have, like have you have you almost like turn to like a go-to kind of series of things that kind of get you back into the mode of, of life, or is it just kind of like a slow integration back? I mean, for me, I know when, whenever I've had rough times, I make sure that I'm, however I'm feeling, if I feel off my game, it's like I hydrate super. I Mm. literally eat like some of the most purest, like kale and blueberries. It literally like, will just suck that down. Cause that was kind of like part of my diet when I was going through some of my health issues, I'll turn back to like some of the stuff that I know is just so pure and I really limit a lot of stuff. And I put like extra, extra emphasis in my physical output because the endorphins you get from working out. So like I have a recipe of like sunshine exercise, diet and repeat, you know, like, yeah. Feeling yeah. Lower. I mean, similar for me, you know, just make sure, uh, well, when I'm tired, just allow myself to sleep. Rest. Yeah. The sleep. Um, but yeah, just make sure my diet is good. Make sure I exercise. I, I try and try and do that at least four or five times a week. Sometimes some weeks I fail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this week has, has not been my, my most motivated workout week, but yeah, just maintaining a high vibration of what I'm taking into my consciousness as well. What I'm, what I'm absorbing and maintaining the practices as much as I can um, of getting out and doing the work of going to breath work, going to other people's sound events and maintaining my daily meditation practice, which again, isn't always a daily meditation practice. Sometimes it, it will slip out for maybe even up to a week, but I try and meditate every single day um, for for at least a half an hour. And, you know, it's kind of like, this, I don't really have a, a setup for when I come back and I have to try and fix everything. I just go right back into what I was already doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it always fluctuates anyways, no matter, no matter what I'm doing. And maybe that has to do with celestial events and astrological events as well. And I'm certain it does. I, I, I like myself, like you said, right at the beginning, you don't know much about astrology and I don't either, but I, I've certainly felt the effects of it undeniably. And I, I'm sure it goes much deeper than that. There's definitely beyond our, our little human drama. There's definitely other things hardwired into the universe, which is what our whole last podcast was about. And it seems that astrological events and specific planetary alignments seem to have potent effects on our state of consciousness and, and the way it opens up and just the also overarching cycle of, of the rise and fall of consciousness of humanity as a whole seems to be cyclical within the, uh, the placement of where we are within the universe. Yeah, isn't it, it? It's so coincidental. Like every time we seem to talk, I I know sometimes you have like a you'll have a sound healing event around solstices and and equinox and stuff. But like yesterday, or was it yesterday? Today there was a solar eclipse. Was that yesterday? Yeah, uh, yesterday. Yesterday. It was morning. yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Like whenever we talk, there always seems to be so you know solar eclipse is one thing, but I mean like the I mean the solstice is one thing, but like last time we ended up getting on the on this together, there was like the great <laughs> conjunction going on too. It's yeah, like that's true. But I mean like but, it's. It's and that was just about six, six months ago, right before the winter solstice. Yeah, that's true. That was it's actually, this is, well. this week is a, the one year ago, the first time you were on the show, which lined up pretty crazy because that wasn't planned <laughs> I at all. I guess we this, did it every six months. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's like, 
I'm not huge in, I, I've never been huge into astrology just because I'm like, oh, that's predetermined stuff. You know, I'm, mm. I, universe is all about free will and, and blah, blah, blah. But I mean, as far as horoscopes go, I'm not kind of those, those I'm kind of leery about, but. Well, someone had to write them. It's, it's exactly not, it's not yeah. coming from the stars. Yep. So, but like when you consider what the gravitational effects, like the scientific side of what the gravitational mm. effects could be on you. If you look at a scale of how big the earth and moon are and then how far apart they actually are, it blows your mind because it looks like that thing's on top of us sometimes. It looks like like it's right next door. It is so far away that you can fit every single planet side by side between the earth and the moon, every planet in the solar system side by side. Yet it's so powerful that it manages to pull on the entire mass of the ocean to create a tide. You know, it creates yeah. a bulge on our planet because it's yanking on the ocean, you know? It's it's undeniable. But then you also have to take in consideration, you know, that we probably don't understand a lot of the forces that are out there. Some of the stuff that might seem magical is very much in line with science, like some of the energies that Tesla might have been working with that are okay. probably is equally affected by that kind of stuff and affecting us on on other levels, you know, which is how it affects our state of consciousness and stuff that I believe that there's, there's quite a bit that we, as, uh, as cocky as we are, I, I don't believe it's really all that warranted. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I think we're pretty primitive. I think, I think we've been far more advanced in a lot of the stuff that I've learned about. I mean, with stuff on Gaia and like, um, Oh, geez. We were talking about David Wilcock, like a lot of the stuff he talks about and even Nassim Haramon, like all these guys, their studies on where mm. we might have come from. It just seems like we are so absolutely primitive, which also explains why, you know, the powers that be will do certain things as far as your TV programming, your nutrition, all the mainstream things beyond making a buck. It, it would explain why they want to keep us all in that lower state because these ancient civilizations had all of this knowledge you and i've talked about it before mm -hmm. and like we're rediscovering it to a certain sense but there's all these efforts to also make it seem like it is like this new age thing or it's you know religions will deify a lot of new ideas as you know devil doing this or whatever but those those things that that shut those things down if the mainstream is shutting it down that turns my attention to it more because I know the stuff they put in the food. I can see the division they try to create. So therefore, if they're trying to turn me away from it, it pushes me towards it even more. Yeah, and, and I feel like a lot of that information um, was was had survived on a certain level, might have been filtered through a lower state of consciousness, and was handed down and kept secret through all these through all these secret societies or whatever over the years. You know, the, all the ancient mystery schools and stuff that go right up to modern day in this. And, and some of that is is utilized even to this day, but it's not about you know from a, a level of the masses. It's it's been kind of put in a place where you, you kind of get made fun of if you're into it or or you know gets joked about. But I, I you know I believe that is inf that information is is still kicking around. It might have been over the course of thousands of years completely subverted into something absolutely not what it was intended to do. And I'm pretty sure it was, but yeah, it's, it's uh there's, there's a lot more going on than, than we learn about in school. And I, I think, you know, these days people, more and more people are becoming aware just because their state of consciousness is opening up. People are becoming aware and, and memories of, of past lives and just feelings of 
the past connections in the higher states of consciousness are coming awake in people. Even if it's just a little bit of a spark inside, people are becoming aware of that stuff and starting to seek, find things uh, that, that resonate with them and help them to move into higher states of holding that resonance. I think that's something that's going to keep going on. And I also think that a lot of the stuff we were talking about with, um, with the, the lack and the scarcity and, and the programming, that's all to kind of hold, hold us back for as long as possible for whatever. I mean, there's, there's certainly lots of information about there about that. Those are definitely conspiracy theory rabbit holes going down there, which we don't necessarily need to, but uh, you know, why, why do we need to be held in such a place of low vibration, fear, anxiety, uh, separation? It's, you know, certainly, easier to control that way, easier to manipulate that way. Cause you know, when you're in that state of incoherence, your, your, your ability to make cognitive judgments is, is massively impaired. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like we're, we as the collective are, are kind of being intentionally held there, you know, through all the stuff we've been talking about diet and entertainment and news and all the fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but like when you look at, when you look at some of the the texts, when you look at so, you know, you study. I'm I'm I would consider myself an omnis. It's not really a religion, but a really, um, if someone said like, what religion do you believe in? Omnism, because really, I believe in bits and pieces of a lot of different religions. All mm. got something right, and I just discovered, you know, omnis. Probably in the last like six months to a year, discovered that it was actually a thing. And it's really like an a la carte, like you believe whatever you want to believe, like how simple, like, yeah, yeah, that's it. Like, I, yeah, believe, I, mean, I believe what I want to believe. A lot of, a lot of the spiritual teachings that lie behind the religions that end up being formed are, are very simple. And it usually has to do with um, kindness, compassion, and love. And I don't think it's because it's, that's the right stuff. That's the fuzzy stuff that you're supposed to do to make yourself feel good. I believe that, that you, when you bring yourself into resonance with those, you're bringing yourself closer into resonance with the actual vibrating, the, vib the vibrational resonance of the universe as close as we can get to it in this form. And it can really expand our consciousness in a massive way. That's why there's been all these spiritual teachings about it. It's not because it's nice, although it is nice, it's because it literally opens up something inside of you, shifts you to a different state of consciousness and begin, begins to get you aware of deeper states of the multidimensionality of this world. And it's interesting how these teachings on kindness and compassion and love get brought into religious structures and those teachings are completely subverted and it's it's a control mechanism with fear and greed right back to the same old program and you know and i don't want to knock anybody's religion because i'm sure it can be a beautiful community but i've just from my perspective i've seen some some pretty atrocious things that that have been done in the name of religion and yeah shaping people's consciousness in specific ways towards fear is seems to be the the um the goal behind lots of the institutional structures on this planet. Absolutely. Whether and religion or government or, or any of it. Yeah. And when, when you look at even religion, like you and I were sitting on the beach up in Maine and you know, the ladies were, were having their conversation. You and I are like diving deep on stuff for like an hour or two. And we're talking about 
like where religion diverged. I think there's a lot of really potent stuff in the Bible. I feel like there's a lot of really potent mm. stuff in Christianity itself. I just know for a fact, it's not a conspiracy theory or a myth. I know what happened in the council of Nicaea I, back in, I think it was 325 when the emperor Constantine, basically he's no different than like what president Trump or Biden would be to the United States. And he was it to, to ancient Rome. And this guy got together with a bunch of bishops and decided what books they were going to take out and what they were going to leave in. And that became what we've known as the Christian religion ever since. Mm -hmm. And one of the most potent books that was taken out was a gospel of Thomas and pretty much the entire thing is just quotes of Jesus. And so much of the stuff that maybe is removed took the power away from the church and maybe sort of like a vengeful sort of deity of God. And, gave the power and connection to the individual. And yeah, it like that right there is your motivation for everything we're talking about today. That's your yeah. motivation to put everybody in fear, to take those things out and hide it from people. Then puts the church, the government, like, pretty much the government told the church what to, what to believe from that yeah, point it, forward. Yeah. And the church, well, I mean, the church was the government. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, then you take that, that power out of the person and then you put it in an institution and then you basically have the person following the institution and you have to continue following that institution to have your connection to God. You got to go to this place. You got to follow this particular person. You know, that's another person just like you, instead of realizing that the entire connection is always been there. And that's what the original teaching spoke toward. So and that is the most important thing anyone can learn at any time, especially now, this day, with with all that's going on, understanding that we have the power to shift our world dramatically inside of us at all times. It's always right there. Just how how do we learn how to do it? And I've had uh, um, I've had lots of very potent and interesting experiences, but one in particular where I was just I was I was experiencing reality from a completely different higher perspective for for a good amount of time for you know and um i we talked about this a little bit the other day but um and it's kind of a long story but i suppose i should tell it since i brought it up <laughs> um now you have to yeah so it, and it and it, it's kind of got a, a little bit of a build-up too because um for for a while Asheville, north carolina kept coming up for me like it, it very very specific synchronicities um it came up in a lot of different ways in conversations and dreams. Um, and I was waiting for a flight once on the way home from a raw tour and uh, the gate for Portland, Maine became the gate for Asheville, North Carolina. And that was just one instance of a lot of things that happened. So I eventually got there because I was like totally being told to go there. <laughs> it was so obvious. And the first night I was there, I had a, an extremely life alteringly potent experience where I was blasted awake in the middle of the night and I literally shot across the universe and it was absolutely frightening like and I heard it it was dead silence except I heard a series of tones and somehow I knew that I was I was traveling that sound was come somehow causing me to travel like that and um yeah, I, I mean I got scared and, and I ended up snapping myself back but I, I was awake during the experience and I was shown how I was shown by taking two pieces of paper with a hole in, in each, having them line up how I needed to be in that place 
to have a specific energetic alignment take place within my body to, to be able to receive that. So that was, um, that was in the beginning of June in 2014. This was in 2014. And then things started slowly cycling up. And by the, by the second week of June, I actually remember when this, the, the period of time took place specifically, it was June 9th, June 18th for, I'm sorry, July 9th to July 18th for nine days. I had an experience of being in this world from a completely different perspective. It was, it was what I imagine ascension would be like, or will be like just in the same world functioning with the same people. But my, my state of connection to the world around me and my level of consciousness was vastly more open and expanded. And the, my whole, my whole state of being was, was of pure bliss. Um, so much happened during those nine days that it was, it was a truly amazing. Um, and I, I don't even know where to start without taking this another two hours. But, um, <laughs> just the way I felt connected to the, to the world and the way I experienced seeing all the synchronicities happen, I could actually see it happen from a higher level. And I realized that our whole lives are, are pretty much a series of synchronicities that we set up for ourselves before we come into this, this density, this, this area of being on this planet. And we're, we're, we kind of set out paths for ourselves with guideposts that keep us on track to keep us moving with that. And it was just so obvious at that level. And I was experiencing that, that whole nine days, I could bear, the whole time I barely slept. And I was never tired at all, tired at all for that whole time. I was just in a state of bliss, so connected, feeling energy. Um, one night as I was uh, awake, because I wasn't sleeping, but I was very happy and blissful, I got up and I ended up in front of a mirror. And I told you about this. And I literally walked through the mirror into another dimension of, of geometry and and uh, refracted light, it's so impossible to put into words. And just the state of being of bliss and deep connection was was so full and complete that, that yeah, it's, it's so hard to put into words. And during that time, I also, um, when it was raining, it happened a couple different times, I went outside and I kind of called torrential downpours. And it's, it's, it's almost, it's on, I mean, I was, I don't, it's, it's, from that perspective, I can't even say that I was causing it, but from this perspective, it's, it's so hard to like put into words from this perspective, I was like pulling in that torrential downpour and it was literally like raining so hard that I couldn't see two feet in front of myself and my, and the puddles were over my ankles in, in a matter of, of minutes. And I could, f and I was out there before it happened and it was drizzling, but I would literally like call it and it would come in. And it happened two different times, so it didn't just happen once within within those nine days. Um, and uh, yeah, I. And then a side note: after I did that, those couple times, lightning started stri striking in my yard. <laughs> I told you about this too, and my mom <laughs> literally almost got struck by lightning when she was coming into my house. Her hair was literally standing up, so I I, I stopped trying to do that. <laughs> and there were so many things that happened in those nine days that it it was. The, the the basis the the underlying thing of it was i was just 
at a different level of consciousness. Whatever happened to me in June, I knew caused that upcycling so that I was literally, you know, what there's, there's lots of different things what people call it, but I, you know, one of the more common ones is the 5D consciousness mm-hmm. or whatever. I believe that I experienced that for those nine days, just the level of connection, the level of um, consciousness and, and awareness and energetic awareness as well, not just not just cognitive awareness, um, awareness on a multidimensional level. Um, it was, it was, I lost my train of thought because it's so hard to put into words, but it was such an amazing experience. But then after those nine days, it started to cycle down and I, I you know, I, I lost it. I was and I and I have not been able to get back there for anybody that's wondering. I, I've that's what kind of spurred me on. I was already on the path which I probably wouldn't have had the experience if not, but that like put me hardcore on the path because I want my whole life to function from that state of being at all times. But by the time the, the fall rolled around, the fall of 2014, I hit a super, super low point because I came to the realization that there's so many, so many of the programmed, um, the program, there's so much of the programming in that's, that was in my brain, in my body, in my way of functioning within this world is out of alignment with that state of being, with the state of being that's more right. in alignment with the universe. And and it just, I re-entrained back down and I re-entrained back down lower than where I started. And I went, got to a really low point and then came came back. And yeah, I've, I've spent the, uh, I spent like four years after that being vigilant trying to get back there and you know now it's that was 2014 so that was like seven years ago i'm not i'm I'm as i'm a lot more lax than i used to be because i i haven't untapped the secrets yet (laughs) and you know on on the one hand i'm i'm living a very happy life on another hand it's kind of like you have that kind of experience it's it's nearly impossible to just go back and live in the normal world again and it was so fleeting but it was so right and so it just felt like that is that I, I it's hard it's hard to put even put into words but almost like that's what enlightenment like if people were trying to like say what a state of enlightenment would be like like that's how you'd hear it described that's how i've heard it described is exactly like what you're talking about yeah yeah and it it's putting it into words is like you know being handed a sheet of paper and a black crayon and ask someone to someone asking you to draw a sunset. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's, 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 a, it's, it's nearly a limited description. It's, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's, and if anybody out there has ever had an experience like that, please share it with me because I, I'm, I want, I want to hear from other people. I've, I've heard, you know, from stories of, of people that have, have done amazing things like through through stories, not from first person, not from the person that actually experienced it, but I'm, I know that there's other people out there, and I, I I believe that it's something that was given to me by 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 someone else, by other extra dimensional beings, or whatever it was, whatever our, our state of consciousness deems it here. But I believe it's happening for lots of people, not just myself, because I think that's that's it's like I've come to understand it as like human beings, we are so connected, our state of consciousness, we're in a state of separation right now, we believe we're separated, but we are completely connected, which is why something like the 100th monkey thing is what it is, because, you know, you get to a point where a certain amount of people have had a specific experience, and it starts to, it starts to, um, 
it just works its way through the the whole of human consciousness on the, on the subconscious level. And it just becomes something that we're just aware of. You know, there's all kinds of information about there out there about that, about inventions being invented at the same time mm-hmm. uh, from numbers of different people and all different kinds of stuff. But seeding that experience into our consciousness as a human collective right now is making it become more and more in line with the timeline that we are on. And I believe, you know, it's been going on for many, 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 many years, many millennia. You know, that's, I believe that um, it, teachers like Jesus and Buddha, they were here to seed that into, to seed the teachings into our consciousness, the teachings of the kindness, compassion, and, and bringing yourself into resonance with the universe. And, you know, actually experiencing it, I believe that's exactly what I experienced. And, you know, what what do you do with that? And when, you, when, when I was at that low point after the high point, it's so easy to doubt a lot of that. You know, it's it's so easy to doubt um, walking through a mirror because, you know, totally just hallucination. Seeing energy, you know, could could be hallucination. Um, rain, coincidence. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, some of the most vivid things, like, like absolutely terrifying was shooting across the universe that was such a visceral experience like wide awake just shooting across the universe that that is impossible to uh to deny even though that could have been a hallucination it was such like a horrifying experience not horrifying but scary right um that 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 there's no denying that and just the level of bliss i was at for for that period of time just being able to experience the world from that perspective for nine days there's there's no denying that either it's easy to not deny specific experiences but the overall experiences were there and you know what do you do with that i mean i guess what i did with that was try and figure out how to get back there (laughs) as quick as possible yeah and i don't i haven't figured it out yet and i think it's probably because it's not something that is usually attainable for a long period of time on an individual level or it is but i don't know how to do it but it's something that when we work come together and work together with collectively we're going to be able to make that shift and it's it's also something that i believe is coming with the shifting energies of where we are in the universe becoming into a place the whole last podcast was about that yeah the shifting energies of this time and yeah i mean it was it was an amazing wonderful experience and it totally changed my life i was not doing the work that i'm doing now in 2014 at all um i literally had black hair (laughs) um completely different it's like i am a completely different person like i am not that person anymore in that experience shooting across the universe like that in in the uh the the whole catalyst that was the catalyst for that whole series of events after that totally changed me 100%. And I, I don't know why it happened, but um, it was an amazing, beautiful, wonderful experience that I hope to have again on a more permanent basis. And the thing is, is like, on this earth plane. Yeah. 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 Cause <laughs> you don't want to, you don't want to wish it to come too much. Cause that could be what it's like on the other side. You don't want to hit there yet. But when you think about sort of where your life sort of trajectory is going, you know, you're going into these experiences where you're, you're sort of experiencing part of your life from a bit of a past and you're having these sort of, like you said, like you, 
it takes you a little while to get back up into a higher elevated state when you've kind of gone and done some, you know, some of the things like going out with a band and stuff like that. But when you think about what mental muscle that might be strengthening that high to low, you may be mm. also strengthening that sort of mental muscle to stretch back to that state because mm. they, they also say that that's the important part about journaling your dreams because you have the two hemispheres of the brain that are really independent and that connection between the two, it's called the corpus callosum. The connection between the two hemispheres, when you wake up in the middle of the night, most of the time, like I'll wake up at least one time in the middle of the night, and have to go to the bathroom or get a drink or whatever it is. As soon as I wake up, if I consciously think to myself and I have this bracelet that I wear to kind of remind me, whenever I look at it, I think of dreams. So mm. when I wake up in the middle of the night, if I go to wash my hands, the little the little things that hang off the bottom of it always clank on the porcelain. And whenever I hear that, I think, what was I just dreaming? And yeah. I'll remember right in that moment what I literally was just dreaming 30 seconds ago and I'll open my journal real quick or I'll even send a text message to myself and just summarize it. And then I'll wake up in the morning and write down fully what it is. Yeah. If I read that and I read it before bed, I'm seeing a correlation now that if I read my dream journal before I go to bed, I will have a vivid dream that night. Interesting. So you're strengthening that connection between your brain, which is all sort of a mental muscle, just like when you're meditating that that process of pushing your thoughts when they pop up the the, the, the to do list that you have to do or what this person said to you or what you've got to get done today or how stressful yesterday was. I hope today's not like that. Those those thoughts out of your head to get back to a zero state of mind. And when you get into your daily routine, when a trigger happens to you, you're able to literally, at least I am, able to keep your stuff together and not have those visceral reactions, not, not do what I just said a little while ago, like wanting to smack somebody when they just come <laughs> in. And, you know, like, like really back in the day for me, I had a, one of the most horrendous tempers that I've really seen out of anybody when I was in my younger days. And then even like throughout adulthood, I would, I very hot headed person. And now I would consider myself, you know, if the dial was used to be at a hundred, it's maybe down to maybe like a 10, maybe some days up to a 20, but most of the time it's down. And I would, I would attribute that to strengthening the mental muscle that I do with meditation. And yeah. And, I, and I, that's, that's important for a number of reasons, but I, I, I've, our consciousness also generates all, our consciousness creates and structures time and space, Yeah, you know, individually and collectively we create this reality. Our, our state of consciousness creates this reality, which I suppose is, is a major motivation for, for people wanting to control it. Because, mm -hmm. you know, that's, there's more and more evidence of that coming out. You know, we've talked about the meditation effect and there's, there's, but yeah. And um, don't want to go too deep there because we're probably yeah. almost out of time. Yeah, we are. But our, uh, our consciousness definitely creates our reality on on multiple levels and that's something that we're we're slowly becoming aware of more and more people and as we do that we're, i i believe that we'll be able to unlock this bit of um bit of a structural societal cage that we've locked ourselves into and uh, start to open up to the higher parts of ourselves, open up to our multi-dimensionality and ho hopefully open up to experiencing this world on a permanent basis through higher states of consciousness through what I experienced in 2014, mm -hmm. because everything would instantly change if, 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 uh, 
if our consciousness opened up in that way, because nothing is the same in any, any type of separation just is rings so hollow and untrue that it doesn't exist anymore. All the polarity and all that, there's no need for it. Yeah. And when you think the two forces in the universe, you know, there's a destructive force and a unifying force. And right now it seems like the, the, the destructive dividing force is more prevalent, but all the laws of the universe say that things have to go in ebbs and flows. So, I mean, we're so divided (laughs) now we could go back in the other direction and exactly what the state that you said that you were in versus the state that most people, I say that really judgmentally, but really most people are so divided right now. And even some of the people who I disagree with the most, I still feel more connected to them than ever. I feel, I feel disconnected in their ideology. I feel disconnected in the way they view the world, but I still Mm. feel compassion for the people who still are so divisive and want to be argumentative because I feel for them that they feel that way. And it's still that connectedness of where you get from elevated states of consciousness, that connection, I feel like is what the opposite of what right now is going on, what that will end up being like for everybody else. Like once everybody's more connected and compassionate to each other, we're going to see the complete polar opposite of what we're seeing right now. We're going to see the opposite polarity. So people like you and sharing your message and doing the stuff that you do and stuff like this, these conversations. I mean, I don't know how you could listen to this and not ponder at least a fraction of what we're talking about and have it literally have it start to shift parts of your life. Yep. People, uh, people are waking up and I, you know, doing stuff like this is, is so important as well. Just having conversations. Cause I, I think that just strengthens the spark as well. It does being, being open and just, trying to find new ways yeah and sound healing events like the one that ben has coming up also help tell us about uh (laughs) when is your next one coming up it's a good segue into it my next sound healing event is uh for coming up for the solstice the summer solstice happening a little bit before before it's happening on friday june 18th uh from 6 30 to 8 p.m eastern time in the united states um but um, there'll be a replay if you can't make it to the live stream for uh, a week afterwards. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And definitely if you know, you're interested, I'm going to have the, the links to this and a whole bunch of other stuff that, that Ben does in the show notes. Um, but definitely tuning in while it's happening. I don't know what it, I mean, being in groups is obviously the most valuable part, but it's different when you know other people are, are connected. I mean, even so, we've had like my wife and a couple friends over for one of your sound healing events and just all mm-hmm. been in the same room together. And even that's just, that's awesome. And the replays, I mean, that's kind of, you know, that, that's a great benefit as well. But having, doing it at the time that it's going on, something just differently is happening, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, my friend, it has been another awesome conversation. You know, it always is. Every every time you and I get to sit down and chat, you know, <laughs> it's it's always awesome. I feel stuff. like we just brain, brainstormed the perfect podcast. Now we just need to put it together. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, be well. Best of luck with everything that's coming up with you this summer. Hopefully, uh, you know, you'll come back on before the next six months comes up. But you know, having like, there's so much more we could talk about. We can make this another two hours on some of these things that we've dove on, but maybe having you on skimming the surface of everything. I know maybe having you on more frequently will let us dive into some of these things like a little bit deeper and, you know, maybe that's the answer. So, (laughs) all right, brother. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome conversation. Good to see you. 
Awesome as always, man. Take care. A huge thanks to Ben for stopping by the show yet again. Always takes the conversation somewhere amazing and beautiful. And if you're interested in attending Ben's next live streaming online sound healing event, it's going to be Friday, June 18th from 6.30 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time in the U.S. You can head to InnerSelfSustain.com to sign up for the event. All the links in the show notes. So I'm going to leave you with a song. Last time I played some of Ben's sound healing material. This time around, I will close this out with a song from his other band, Raw. This one is off of their newest album, Intercorrupted. Happens to be my personal favorite, Somewhere Beautiful. Till next time, let the explorations of life take you somewhere beautiful. We'll see you next time. I feel like I'm running out of everything. Like nothing is what it was supposed to be. Lights are dim, the stars seem further in the sky. Colors fading, torn away from you and I. But I won't cry. I'll keep it all inside again. I feel like the Keep it all inside again